Life Audio. Are you tired of the communication problems in your relationship? Don't you wish there was some sort of a cheat sheet that could help you to learn how to de-escalate arguments quickly? Well, friend, I have just the resource for you. I've created a resource called Heart to Heart Conversation Starters for Couples in Conflict. This is not only going to help you to de-escalate those arguments, but it's also going to help you learn how to stop pointing fingers and find common ground. Get your free guide today at danashay.com forward slash conversation starters. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash conversation starters. Be on your way today to better communication in your relationship. After having lived in Chicago for many years, even though I've been now in Ghana for 12 years, uh, you know that Chicago is extremely seasonal. And based on those seasons, we know how to adjust ourselves to weather each season. And life is seasonal. Um, Change doesn't just happen once in our lives. It's cyclical. It continues to happen over and over again. And so it's really important for us to be aware of what season we're in. So the book is actually kind of like a Lamaze class in a sense on life because I think that we panic mostly because we don't know what's going on. Well, hello, hello, my friends. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Y'all, 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 today... I am so excited about this episode. I'm excited about all of my episodes, but for real, today is super, super sweet. So have you ever like admired somebody from afar? Have you ever maybe looked up to somebody, maybe fangirled or fanguyed over somebody? I don't know if guys fanguy, totally just made that up. But have you ever really just admired somebody and for a long time, maybe even, and then you finally get the chance to meet them? Well, that is what happened today on our episode. I have known our guest for 20 plus years, and actually, she is really, really important and special to me because God used her to bring me back to him, and I'm going to share that story with you inside the episode, so I'm not going to give it away right now, but you guys, we have today none other than the magnificent, marvelous Michelle McKinney Hammond, can you go ahead and put your hands together? Like I'm just so, so excited. There is a whole story behind how Michelle got to be on the podcast today. And again, I'm going to talk about that as well in the episode. But I just want to tell you that I've met people before that I've admired and looked up to. And I was like, oh, I was really hoping that you would be different. And this was not that. Michelle exceeded every expectation that I've had, and she is now my mentor. Like, literally, I just shot my shot after this episode, and I was like, I need to learn everything from you because she has done it all. Michelle has authored over 40 books. She is an international speaking giant. I mean, if you've ever heard her speak, you know the woman can preach, okay? She is a life coach. She is a business extraordinaire. She's worked with some of the most famous people in the world, in LA and New York and other ad campaigns. And she is just freaking amazing. I'm serious. If you do not know Michelle McKinney Hammond, you are going to want to run to her website and learn everything about her. You're going to want to consume all of her social media, all of her books, all the things, because she is truly an extraordinary gift to so many of us. And I am just so grateful 
to have her on this episode today. So I'm going to stop right there because we could spend the next 60 minutes with me just telling you how grateful I am. So without any further ado, put your hands together and help me welcome Michelle McKinney Hammond. Michelle, it is such a privilege of mine to have you here on this show today. I literally told my husband last night, I was like, I I hope I don't fangirl because we're not going to do that. Okay. (laughs) We're going to come as the professional that I am and we're going to have a great conversation. But I just want to let you know just off the bat how much you have meant to my life, literally. Um, I grew up in the church. I've been saved for since I was three, literally a real conversion at three years old, grew up in an amazing church. Um, But then around my late teens, early 20s, I fell away. I started kind of doing my own thing. And you actually came to speak at a conference at my church in Norfolk, Virginia. It was Calvary Revival Church. I don't know if you remember this. It's been like 20 years ago. And you taught a message on Revelation 2 about returning to your first love. Michelle, I sat in that congregation and I'm not like super emotional. So if a message makes me cry, it's like, we know the Holy Spirit is at work. And so I was wrecked the whole, the whole conference. I mean, and I had, this was way back in the day. Like we have VHS tapes. I would pop that VHS tape in after you spoke and just re-listen and re-listen and re-listen. But I sat there and that in that conference that day and I rededicated my life to the Lord and Yes. So you, every time I tell that story, I'm like, Michelle McKinney Hammond, God used her, (laughs) he used her to bring me back to him. So I just want to start off by just saying a huge thank you for your yes and your obedience to what God has called you to do. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's, that just blesses me because that's my mission in life to get everybody wrapped up tight with God, you know? Not just, you know, doing lip service, but truly loving him and having an intimate relationship with him that's enjoyable. You know, I I feel like there should be a glow on your face from from loving on him and him loving on you. You know, it's not a dirge. It's not a duty. It's actually a pleasurable experience to be intimately involved with God. Absolutely. And I can say that that is how you present. Like, I remember the first time I saw you, I was like, she's cute. She knows how to dress. You know, like you're fun. You love the word of God. I started reading the New Living Translation because you said it was your favorite translation. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that is how our lives should be. We should be attractional, right? Like, (laughs) there's so many I think, especially back then, it was kind of like, you know, if you love the Lord and if you were holy, then you had to like, look like you were constipated. (laughs) I'm a happy sanguine. So if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. Yes. I'm the same way with God. It's like, God, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. You know, there are times in life when life is not fun, but he brings the joy in the midst of it all. So. He does. He does. And, you know, I'm, we're definitely going to get into your book because it's so, so good. But I actually wanted to have you on the podcast back in 2021. Wow. And I reached out to your team and I was like, well, I would love to have her on the, on the show. And I had a whole topic that I wanted us to talk about. And it's interesting because your new book, When Shift Happens, you talk about seasons. Mm-hmm. And I realized like that was not the season to have you on the show. You hadn't written this book yet, you know, and so here we are today, and I'm just grateful that you are here today and that we are going to talk about what the Lord has revealed to you and your life and the experiences that you've gone through that are going to help us as we all navigate these different seasons in our lives. 
Hey guys, it's Dana Shea. Real quick, breaking into the episode because I cannot wait to tell you guys I just released a brand new online course called From Conflict to Connection. How to communicate with your spouse without fighting with your spouse. You guys, I'm so excited for you to get your hands on this course. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of easy to understand, practical information, self-paced video teaching from my heart to yours. You can get access to the course today by simply going to danashay.com forward slash connection course. So be sure to head on over to danashay.com forward slash connection course. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to have you guys in the online course. Now back to our show. Yes. All right. So let's just jump right in. Obviously, I've got the book. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you see me holding this book. It is When Shift Happens, Say Yes to Your Next. I will link to that, of course, in the show notes of the podcast. But Michelle, you you present this book in seasons. So there's like fall, winter, summer, spring. What was the impetus behind that? Like what what idea or how did that idea come to you to actually write this book in that way? You know, um, after having lived in Chicago for many years, even though I've been now in Ghana for 12 years, uh, you know that Chicago is extremely seasonal. And based on those seasons, we know how to adjust ourselves to weather each season. And life is seasonal. Um, Change doesn't just happen once in our lives. It's cyclical. It continues to happen over and over again. And so it's really important for us to be aware of what season we're in. So the book is actually kind of like a Lamaze class in a sense on life, because I think that we panic mostly because we don't know what's going on. We get overtaken by the issues of life. We go, what's going on? And yet life does happen, but how we respond to it makes all the difference in the world and determines our outcome. So if I know that I'm in the winter season and that things are dying in my life, things are falling off things are being uprooted to make room for new fruit, then I don't panic. I'm able to open my hands and walk with open hands before God and say, okay, this is a season I'm in of transition um, from one thing to the next. And I'm just going to store up your word like a bear stores up food and gets in its cave. And I'm going to wait before you for spring. Um, We have promises from God for every season. Um, Those who go out sowing in tears shall doubtless come again, bringing Mm -hmm. their sheaves with them. Those who sow in tears, you know, so we know now that we're going to have some tears. Just because we know God doesn't mean we get to avoid tears. Mm -hmm. It's my winter season. Stormy and Michael O'Mardian had a song called Seasons of the Soul. And one of the lines said, how can this happen to me? It's not right if Jesus is my friend. And I think that's where we tend to go in the winter season. Well, God, what did I do wrong? Or did, did I miss it? Did you not hear me? What's going on? Um, are we on the outs? What's happening? No, it's just the winter of the soul. And God is, is working on seeds beneath the surface, things you can't see. So that when spring comes and the lush fruit comes out, you have your aha moment as to why you had to go through winter. Let me get to summer and it's fruitful and it's wonderful. But you got to know the summer is going to end. You know, Um, I think sometimes we deceive ourselves in the good times and think, oh, this is where I'm going to be always. And then, bam, something else happens. And how am I back here again? So when we understand like the sons of Issachar, Mm. you know, what what time it is, what season it is, then we're able to adjust ourselves, dress accordingly. When I say dress accordingly, it's not just outward, it's mentally. How am I equipped inside to get through this season and navigate it without panicking, without being overwhelmed, without becoming paralyzed? 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, you know, you're talking so much about the different shifts and different transitions. And I feel like where I'm at in my life right now, I just went through a major transition. I was a full-time pastor on staff at my church. And for no other reason than I heard the Lord say, it's time. I was praying one day. I wasn't praying about my job. I loved my job. Everything was great. There was nothing wrong. And I heard the Lord and I was like, I knew what he meant when he said it's time. And yeah. so I started praying. I had my husband, let's pray together. Let's, let's see, is this what God is, is saying? I had, you know, godly counsel at my church, other pastors praying with me. And even though I knew that God had said that, there was definitely fear attached to that. There mm-hmm. was like, God, my biggest fear is, Lord, I don't want to miss you. I, I pray often. I don't want to jump ahead of you, Lord, and I don't want to lag behind you. So that tension of like, okay, this is what God is calling me to, but is this the right season? Is this the right time? And so you talk about critical. Yes. Timing is critical. And you talk a lot too in the book about fear. Um, I was recently listening to... um, Tim Ross, he has a podcast called In the Basement. And so I was listening to his, it was so, so good. He was having a conversation with, um, I don't remember if it was Mike Todd or Darius Daniels, one of those, because I listened to him back to back. But one of them said something that really like hit me in the chest. And they said, every time God has called somebody to do something in the Bible, fear was always present. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yeah. And I thought about that, like Abraham, Gideon, Moses, all of these folks. And sometimes we think fear is is the the warning sign, like red light, don't do it, don't do it. But Michelle, how would you speak to someone who does feel like, okay, God is calling me into a transition or to something new, but I'm so afraid. What do I do with this fear? You know what? In this instance, fear is good. You know, my background is in theater. And um, my mother used to say, why do you do this to yourself? Because I mean, I would get so overwrought, Dana. I would throw up before a performance. I would just be so like, you know, but I love theater. Yeah. But I realized that when I wasn't nervous, I didn't do well. Mm. Um, I was too relaxed and I was relying too much on my own strength. But something else would kick in when fear was present. It kept me present in the moment. It kept me sensitized to what I was supposed to be doing. And I performed in excellence because I was on edge. And I believe that God allows that fear when he commissions us to heighten our dependency on him. It makes us aware of everything we're not and everything that he is so that we rely totally on him. We don't run ahead of him. We don't lag behind. We're hypersensitized to his direction. I always tell people, we've got to know the difference between what God said and what he's saying. Mm. He commissions us to do something. Oh, you know, Abraham, 
Abram, you're going to be the father of many nations. Well, how long did it take? Hmm. And what were the directions in between until he got to that point? You know, I want you to go over here. I want you to stop by here. I want you to um, grow some crops here. I want you to um, increase on your livestock here. And then he says, I want you to pray for the household of this man who took your wife. And that's when he opened his womb and he revisited him to say, oh, this time next year. So I didn't forget, you know, when it says that God remembers, it's not that he forgot. He remembers the specific appointment mm. okay, in time, that Kairos moment. And so we've got to really be sensitized um, to God's voice. And I think that he uses fear to make us do that. Because when your spider senses are all tingling, I love Spider-Man, <laughs> then, then you're tuned in on another frequency with God, yeah. you know, um, and when that fear is not present, we relax, we do things in our own strength, and sometimes we miss instructions. Oh, my God. Seriously. That's so good. You got to know the difference between what God said and what he is saying. Um, That's great. That is such a good, good reminder. So you also talk, Michelle, about when you know that you're in the season of transition, there's this, or before you go into the transition, there's this season of divine discomfort or divine discontent. Yes. Which, again, looking back over my life, I'm like, that was present at the scene of every transition. Mm -hmm. It's this thing that, like, there's something in you that you know, like, it doesn't have to be bad, but you just feel like, there's I'm not supposed to be else. here. Yeah. There's I'm not supposed to be here anymore. Else. There's something more. Um, and, and, you know, one of the greatest um, parts of, of our human makeup is the desire for growth. It's it's something that's in, innate in us. Um uh, I think Tony Robbins talks about five uh, things that are in us that uh, we love security, but we also love variety. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we have to have growth. We have to have love and we have to have significance. And so those are the five things that we're always striving for in our lives on one level or the other. But when we get to that place where God starts that stirring, there's something more. Mm -hmm. I used to have a dream all the time, Dana. I still have it. Like every couple of years, I have this dream that I'm walking through my house and I see this door that I never noticed before. And I open the door and it opens into this whole suite. I mean, there's like major rooms back there, beautifully designed, ready to be occupied. And I'm like, in awe, I'm like, how did I not notice this before? I could have been doing this. I could have been doing that but it wasn't the time. Now mm. God is saying, "You've I've broadened your capacity. There's more in you than what you're using. It's time to walk through that door and begin to occupy this other area of life that I've prepared for you to have full charge of. And so what he does in us is he starts that stirring very gently. Now there is a warning. The caveat is just because the stirring starts doesn't mean you jump into it immediately. Yes. God is making you aware that there's a turning. You know, when a train is on a track and is shifting gears, getting to another track, it comes to a complete halt. And then it starts to shift onto the new track. Mm -hmm. So there's a moment where you think you're stuck. Mm -hmm. You're not stuck. You're just changing tracks. And God is trying to ease you into it. So it's not a jolt. It's not a jar. You're not going to ruin your caboose trying to get there. It's going to be a transition that smoothly, he makes it oil when we relax in him and allow him to escort us through that change. 
So good. You know, this is primarily a marriage and relationship podcast. And so, of course, I'm sitting here thinking about so many couples. I'll talk about married couples at first, you know, who are in these marriages and they feel like there's got to be more to this. You talk, I think it was it was earlier in the book. Um, I think I wrote it down. It was like on page 29. Yes. You talk about being comfortable, but bored in yeah. your job that you had. Right. Yeah. And and I, I think that there are a lot of couples who real talk like marriage is, is it can be boring at times. There can be seasons where you're like, what's next? And yeah. this is what I find as a coach of couple listening to couples who are in that transition. A lot of times couples will jump off the track. Because it's like, okay, I've I've arrived at this this place of stuckness, like you just said, and or instead I've of grown my mate, that's there another you go. Use, yeah, right. So it's like instead of Lord, I feel stuck right now, but this is a temporary stuckness for what you have next. Yeah. Some people will think this is the indication that th- we've come to a stop. We're at the end of the route, and right. so now it's time for me to move on. Right. Well, yeah. you know, this that's a good thing that you've raised. You know, because I always tell people the mastery in life is mastering the mundane, not the magnificent. Mm. We have spurts of magnificence, but most of life is pretty mundane and we're called to master it because it's consistency. Whether you're working out in a relationship, working on a job or a dream, it's the consistency that gets you to the victory place. And Mm. so when you get to that place in marriage, that's when you stop and realize marriage is not just about you. It's not about your spouse. God actually has a design for marriage. And I believe the boredom comes in when marriage becomes about self versus what is my role with my spouse in kingdom business by God's design? What is it that we're supposed to be doing together to bless someone else? And that might be just outreach in your home. It might be Um, some new adventure that you go on together, traveling somewhere, reaching out to someone, adopting a child, whatever it is, you've got to press into God's heart to find out why you're in this place of nothingness or are you just in transition? Sometimes when you get there, God wants to move you to another state, move you to another country, um, broaden the gifts that the two of you've been balancing between each other, but maybe not utilizing as well as you should be because it was all self-involvement as opposed to kingdom activation. So there are lots of reasons for that sameness and that mundane place. But when you master it, there's something that grows inside of you both. There's a oneness that comes through that season that if you can just stay in the boat, you'll get to the other side. Mm. So good. So good. And I think about even singles. And this is one of the things I love about you, Michelle, is that you, especially, I feel like when I first, when I was first introduced to you 22 years ago, what have you, like, most of all that I was hearing in Christendom was get married, get married, get married, marriage, 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 marriage. And so here's this woman who you were successful in yourself. You were confident. You were humble. You loved life. You were you were just a different picture of what contentment and singleness looked like. Mm-hmm. And so I have met several women since you who have had that as well. And and I always want to highlight those women because I think that sometimes we can uphold marriage as this idol or is this thing that everybody needs to attain to find right. some sort of purpose or fulfillment. But mm-hmm. whatever season you're in, like Paul says, I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So let me ask you just a personal question. Like, were you always content in your singleness? No, okay. No. okay. Girl, no, no, absolutely not. Okay. okay. Um, you know, I had always had a boyfriend before I came to the Lord. I was dating somebody famous at the time. And then God called me to holiness and he dumped me. And I went through a, a really hard season of struggling with God about that. And that's why my first book was What to Do Until Love Finds You. Because yeah. I finally double dared God and said, you know what? I don't even want you to give me a mate until you can prove to me that I can be happy with just you. Because mm. I'm not going to be hypocritical in this thing. I'm either in or out. Yes. And God was like, okay, you know, you can't pray dangerous prayers like that with God. Listen, I know that's right. He'll take you on a ride, okay? <laughs> so I, when I got to that place called Happy, and I was telling my mentor, Bunny Wilson, about it, she said, you need to write about that. And I said, Bunny, I'm in advertising. 30 seconds is all I got. She said, girl, as much as you like to talk, you need to write that book. It's just one long conversation. And so that was where the conversation started with me with other singles. Because to be perfectly honest, at the time when I was a miserable, I mean, I was a miserable single, and I had a whole pity party group okay we would just sit and commiserate together about how awful it was to be single and saved <laughs> <laughs> and when was god gonna give us our husbands oh my god woe is me whoa 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 yeah we had our woe sessions uh-huh i finally came out of it and i had to pray that god wouldn't give me convenient amnesia because i got so happy and my friends couldn't figure it out and I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I got here. I'm trying to figure out. So that's how I wrote What to Do Until Love Finds You because I realized that my unresolved issues were really contributing to my misery and that God was trying to get me past those issues to a place where I was whole in him. You know, he says, be holy for I am holy. And what he's really saying is be whole and complete yes. for I am whole and complete. Mm -hmm. And we struggle with sin because we're broken. And God wants to get us whole so that we rejoice in holiness and it actually becomes what we'd rather do. So here I go on this whole walk with God to the point where one day I was on my way to an interview in Texas and I'm driving and I was going, God, I am so happy. I'm so happy with you. And you spoil me so much because that's, that's really how he showed up for me. And paying attention to the little things that I like, using other people to bless me or blessing me in ways that I recognized that it was him, you know? So I had a question for God. I said, God, if I got married now, would you continue spoiling me like this or would you transfer that to that guy? Because that could affect my decision because I don't think he's going to be as good as you. Right. I don't think he has as many resources as you do, Lord. No, and he's not as sensitive to my needs as you are. So I kind of got a little selfish with it. Now, of course, you know, I'm still single. And I don't feel anything lacking in my life. I mean, when mm. people say, do you want to get married? I have to stop and think about it. Because like, mm. my life is very full. I've mm. got, you know, adopted kids all over the place and two living in my house. And I've got eight fur babies running around the house, you know. So it's a full life. And I'm traveling. I'm taking care of my parents. I'm doing ministry. And I'm like, where would I put this person? So my divine disruption would actually have to be, Dana, that God would have to move something to make room for this man at this point. Mm, mm, mm. And when we that. allow God to fill us up like that, yeah. we'll be shocked and amazed at how full and fulfilled we'll be in life without that. Marriage is not a destination. 
Right. Um, and we've got to stop thinking that we've arrived when we married. That's actually just the beginning. To me, that's the that's the PhD course. I don't know if I'm ready for the PhD course, okay? Listen. There's some tests there <laughs> that if you're not ready to take them, you're going to fall flat on your face. And so we've got to stop thinking that, you know, oh, I've arrived or that it's a validation and affirmation of my value that someone wanted to marry me. No, you are already highly prized by God. You are valuable. You bring something to the party of life just as you are. And you need to operate in your wholeness so that you attract a whole person, not a half person that's looking to be completed. All right, my friends, listen, if you have not been taking notes right now, I mean, Michelle is dropping all kinds of relationship wisdom here. We talked earlier as we first started off in the podcast just about the seasons of life and how God uses fear even and how he uses transition to bring us into our next. And then we segued into talking about marriage. And we are going to take a pause right now because... I don't know about you, but I was so full at this particular part of the episode, and I don't want to just rush through all that Michelle has to offer. So we are actually doing this podcast in a two-part series, okay? So what you have heard just now is part one, and then I want you to make sure that you come back next Tuesday, next week, because we are going to pick up where we left off with part two. She has so much more wisdom to share with us. You are not going to want to miss it. And hey, you don't have to wait an entire week to learn all things Michelle. I want you to head over to realrelationshiptalk.com slash episode 195, and I will have the links to where you can find out about Michelle, where you can follow her on social in the show notes of this podcast. So that is it for today's show. And before you go, don't forget to head over to danashay.com forward slash conversation starters so that you can get your free resource on how to de-escalate arguments, how to actually get some traction in these conversations that could potentially lead to conflict. And if you're ready to jump right into our online course, I am ready to join you there. So you can actually join the course. Remember, it's called From Conflict to Connection. You can find out all about that at danashay.com forward slash connection course. And of course, I will have links to all of this in the show notes of this podcast. You guys, remember to come back next week. I hope that this podcast has uplifted you. I hope that it has opened your eyes. I hope that it has encouraged you, maybe even challenged you in some areas where maybe you have lagged behind God or maybe you've jumped ahead and you need to just settle into the season of life that the Lord has you in right now. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to the second part of this podcast. There's so, so, so much more to learn. So be sure to come back next week for part two with the amazing Michelle McKinney Hammond. As we end every episode in saying a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Wow, you stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend, are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to Real Relationship Talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now. And may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deep.